Today's kernel is going out to someone on Instagram. They go by a.financestudent and they put up a post sharing some of their favorite finance podcasts and they listed popcorn finance on there, which was really, really cool to see. So thank you so much for the shout out. Uh, I'm sitting right next to one of my favorites, Planet Money. So a finance student, thank you so much for the shout out. I thought I'd return the favor, give you a shout out here on the podcast, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. If you're like me, you've probably woken up on a Monday, you get ready for work. If you're working from home, that means you just keep your pajama pants on and just put on a presentable shirt for your Zoom calls. Or if you're going into the office, you have to put on real pants, which I've realized over the past year I'm not a fan of in any way whatsoever. And then you either walk over to your computer or you get in your car and you start your commute. And then I know, at least for me, a thought crosses my mind. I just say, is this, is this it? This is what I'm going to be doing here. And the weight of that, and sometimes the dread of just starting another week, it kind of all just settles in on you. And so this situation, it always makes me think about the way we think about work and retirement. And uh, one day I was actually on Instagram and I came across this account by the name of Con Point. This person was sharing their journey towards just escaping the work cycle in a very unique way. So I reached out and I'm very happy to have Connie, aka Con Point, joining me here on the podcast. So uh, Connie, how are you doing? Good, Chris. Really excited to be here. I remember the first time I had heard of you, I think, was actually on one of the Choose Five features. So excited to uh-huh. now be in person, getting to chat with you. So thanks for having me on. I know. I appreciate you taking some time to join me. You know, I reached out to you because I've been following along in your journey. It's fascinating to me when I see people talk about how much they're saving and, and the work-life balance and all, all the struggle we're all in right now. And you're, you're very open with your savings rate and, and where you are. And I thought one thing that you do that's really unique is that you actually celebrate every 10% milestone on your journey to financial independence. And so you, you just celebrated one uh, in the spring of 2020 when you hit 10%, and then you celebrate it again in October when you got to 20%. I thought it was really interesting that when it started off, well, first of all, before I even jump into this, let me I've jump ahead a little bit too far here. Your goal, the, the milestone you're trying to hit, that 10% and 20%, that represents your phi number of 1.2 million. I hear that term thrown around a lot, phi number, so I'm familiar with it, but a lot of people listening might not know what that is. So could you start off by telling us what is that phi number and how did you come up with it? Yeah. So for those who aren't familiar, a lot of times people tend to think about retirement as reaching a certain age where you can kind of kick back maybe go to Hawaii, retire in Florida. For people in the personal finance and specifically FIRE community, this represents a dollar amount that you have saved up where you have enough returns from a safe withdrawal rate that your little nest egg will be able to pay your living expenses until you die. And that's for however long you live. So the idea is saving up a certain dollar amount instead of reaching a certain age. So when I celebrate my mini milestones for retirement 10% parties, that 10% represents the number that I need to become financially independent, which for me is $1.2 million. The reason, um, I guess, kind of the math behind how I came to that number is based off of the Trinity study. Um, 25 times your annual spend is how much you would need for a safe withdrawal rate of 4% of that. So for me, 
I have been someone who's been tracking every expense since the beginning of 2019. So I had hard data of not what I think I spend, but what I actually spend when we're looking <laughs> at the spreadsheets. Uh, you know that a Target trip can add up. You're like, I went in for popcorn and came out with a, a new Samsung TV. So for me, that $1.2 million represents $48,000 in annual spend. Based off of my 2019-2020 numbers, I'm actually a little bit below that. So building in some buffer for you know when I'm retired and I want to go to Target more. But I see that as a moving number. Um, I celebrated my first 10% retirement party in March 2020. Uh, coincidental in timeline. I usually do these for myself. It wasn't because of quarantine or anything but really just around the idea of it can be a very long journey for managing your finances, retirement, even longer. It's the, the longest journey of all. So for me, it was really just finding a way to kind of shamelessly celebrate myself, um, not relying on anyone else's well wishes and really just being proud of how far I've come because these are the type of milestones that no one else would know. Money is so personal. A lot of people are private about that. If I'm not the person to celebrate me, who else would be in the know to kind of call that out? So that's what the mini retirement parties represent for me. Ooh. The reason why I love that concept and the fact that you do that is that this journey towards retirement is long. Like even if you're someone like yourself who's striving to retire at an earlier age, I mean, that doesn't mean, you know, eight months. It's still years of time that you're spending doing this. Because the journey is so long, it can be kind of like overwhelming and it just becomes boring. And I think taking the time to acknowledge those milestones you hit, I mean, to me, it feels like it's at least you're celebrating yourself for setting a goal and working towards it and making movement towards that goal. And just because you haven't hit the ultimate end of this journey yet doesn't mean that, you know, you haven't done something great along the way. So I think it feels motivational. Like it kind of helps you keep going. That's my, from an outside perspective, that's what it seems like. Yeah. And it's been a huge motivator for me because I think it's a bit silly when you think about it. Um, I remember for my 20% retirement party, I ordered myself a cake. The first time I baked myself the cake, the second time I ordered it. And it felt kind of weird, you know, when you like buy your own birthday cake or something. And I was like, <laughs> can you spell a 30% retirement on it? And it was just odd. But I, I like the idea that you're not relying on anyone else to feel happy in that moment. Something I kind of compare it to is when people, you know, you see those posts of why don't we celebrate job promotions and uh, salary increases the way we celebrate weddings and babies. It's one thing to kind of wait for society to come around to the things that are important to you. If you believe those things are important, you be the first one to celebrate it. You be the first one to congratulate your friend, kind of make it a big deal because everyone has different priorities. By all means, spend your money on what is important to you, whether that's a wedding, a baby shower, throwing yourself a mini retirement party. I think, like you said, it just breaks up the monotony of life to have a bit of novelty, something unexpected. And for me, getting to kind of dress up, I even wrote out invitations for my first one, which <laughs> only my dog, my boyfriend who I live with were invited. So I was like, I hand delivered them, hand wrote them, very special. But I just walked into the living room like, hey, I'm having a party at six. Say my name at the door for a discount, you know? <laughs> If you've ever paid off a student loan or started a business, you know how life-changing it can be. So wouldn't it be nice if there were some way to celebrate that? That's why I started Statement Cards, because financial accomplishments and career milestones are as worthy of celebration as pregnancies and engagements, and it's time to give those milestones the recognition they deserve. Head to StatementCards.com to check out our full line of greeting cards. That's StatementCards.com. One of the great things about this is 
especially when you have money goals, it feels like all your money needs to go to that goal. Oh, yes. So if you're spending any money that's not towards that goal, you're doing something wrong. That's horrible. Stop it. But by celebrating yourself, I mean, I'm not saying you're, you know, breaking out the retirement account and pulling hundreds of thousands of dollars out to have these parties, but you're still kind of celebrating yourself by spending a little bit of your money. And I think that's a great way to kind of break that hold that sometimes working towards these financial goals can have on us and our money. Yeah. For me, it's like I'm really bad at uh, having to kind of be productive or check off a to-do list. So for me, it's almost giving myself permission to treat myself. When I reach this milestone, I can have cake. I can have a good time, treat myself. Uh, I really struggle with the scarcity mindset. We've kind of talked about this before. It's like being on that journey, it feels like you have to really be focused while not losing sight of the present. Is it a matter of borrowing future peace? Am I sacrificing too much of present peace? I guess this is a way of just kind of looking at the big picture beyond money, beyond everything. It's really finding joy in the small moments, the people that you meet along the way. I would say really one of the reasons retirement parties are so fun, even though I started it for myself, is just the amount of support that kind of comes out of the woodwork from the finance community online. Uh, A lot of these people, most of them are people I've never met in real life. I met during the pandemic online. So just that community support, them supporting me, me supporting them. It's just really touching. You never imagine that it's during a pandemic that you'll meet maybe hundreds of people with shared interests. But I think social media on the kind of bright note has been able to connect people in that way. So very cool. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of uh, negative things that happen on social media. But one of the positive things is that you can find a community of people who who will cheer you on and are working towards similar goals as you. So yeah. One of the good things about Instagram. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love hearing when people um, kind of comment, they're like, wow, this seems cool. I think I'm going to do it for myself. I love to hear that. That's probably the favorite outcome from what someone can take away from seeing one of my mini retirement parties is thinking about how they can set up mini milestones for themselves and have a day, make a day of reaching whatever their next financial milestone is. Well, I love it. It's inspiring to me. I need to, I, I feel like I need to do that as well. I think, I think I need a little bit of joy in my life on my way to saving to, to yeah. eventually start working. If you need any ideas, uh, throw up that poll on Instagram, get people to weigh in. I've um, started using that to plan for my future parties. I did see that because your latest theme, it was the, uh, was it the roaring twenties? Yeah, I would, it kind of flew over my head. I was like, wait, 20%. It was also in 2020. So I did a roaring twenties theme with my dog. I bought him a little, um, lion mane to wear and he wasn't really (laughs) having it but it was a good photo shoot and chris i actually haven't told many people i hit 30 percent a week ago you're probably the fifth person that i've told thank you so figured i'd save that for this one you're part of the the small group i'm still trying to figure out what uh, theme i want to do so stay tuned wow hey i'll be looking out for that poll i would (laughs) (laughs) put my vote in for it Connie, thank you so much for for sharing a little bit of your story here and I think giving people the right and encouragement to go and celebrate themselves on their journey. And if people want to follow your journey and see what's going to happen for your 30% retirement celebration, uh, where can they go? Yeah. So my Instagram is conpoint, that's C-O-N-P-O-I-N-T. And then if you want to follow the hashtag conpoint party, that's where I'll be logging all of my mini retirement parties. Perfect. I'll say I'll put all that in the show notes so people can easily uh, go find it and Kanye will be back. We're going to be diving a little bit deeper, maybe into like the emotional side of this journey and money and, and the work-life balance, all that, all that good stuff. For now, thank you again for joining me. Appreciate uh, having you on. Thanks, Chris. Always a pleasure. 
And as always, I appreciate you all joining me here for another episode. And one of the things that I enjoy the most is hearing from you all who are listening to this podcast. So feel free, reach out to me over on Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time. You can find me there by looking for Popcorn Finance Podcast. It'd be great to hear from you. You can send me a question or if you just want to say hi, that's always great as well. And if you've been enjoying the show and you happen to have the Apple Podcast app installed on your phone, why not come on by and leave me a quick review? It doesn't have to be long. Uh, Any feedback is great. I really do appreciate hearing uh, from each and every one of you who've left me a review for the podcast. So as always, thank you so much for joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.